Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we continue our research series as we finish our conversation about the 2017 Research on Millennials and the LCMS. We have been exploring research done by LCMS Youth Ministry, by us, uh, especially our recent research on millennials and the LCMS. And we hope our findings, the reason we do this research is to help you develop a healthier youth and young adult ministry. As a quick recap, in 2017, we partnered with LCMS Research to conduct a three-part study on young adult retention in the LCMS and the larger Christian church. And our goals for this study were, one, to collect data specific to young adults who grew up in the LCMS, regardless of their current faith affiliation. And we wanted to focus on their home congregation, their family, current beliefs, and what influences their relationship with the church. Secondly, we wanted to compare our research findings with, uh, from a LCMS perspective, I guess, with findings, with studies in broader American Christianity, say from Pew or Fuller Youth Institute, Barna, and Lifeway. And then third, we wanted to initiate a conversation in the church about the care for the millennial generation, now young adults. We wanted to uh, repent where needed, to correct ourselves, and also to capitalize on our strength as LCMS congregations to serve Generation Z and future generations. So as we've gone through this series, we spoke to the members of our research team uh, as we broke down the biggest learnings from this research. So feel free to go back and listen to those episodes. In this final breakdown of the LCMS and uh, millennials research, Mark and I are going to break down the impact of environment and how to reach out to those who've left the church. These are sort of the last things we're going to discuss just for this podcast, though we could certainly talk for hours and hours and hours and hours about this. Uh, and if you want more of that, uh, you can go and find our book, Relationships Count, available at CPH to read more. And in all three phases of the research, we, we were trying to get more information about areas of programming, also key relationships and environment uh, that might have an impact on young people as they grow up in the church and in our current culture. And to think about, again, those transitions and key things that happen. So into that, we have talked about parents and leaders and record keeping those key transitions um, and more over these last few episodes as we key in on uh, what we learned. But environmental factors can be harder to pin down uh, than maybe something like uh, record keeping or uh, or parents' uh, behavior and worship and service and leadership in the church. Uh, some of those are very practical. Uh, environment can be a little harder for us to pin down. Uh, so the way the congregation feels when we hear words like authenticity, welcome, or encouragement, or words like closed off, judgmental, unwelcome, can all tell us about how a person feels when they walk into a church, when they engage with other people there. Uh, And while environment can be difficult to quantify, it certainly has a meaningful impact on young people. Uh, Certainly, Mark and I maybe are not the the poster children for understanding environment since we, I don't know about you, but I lived at church for a huge portion of my life. Right. Kind of the the environment of family and church kind of were all in the same for me being a pastor's kid, that there is a lot of overlap. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, certainly when we think about the environment of a church, well, most pastors or church worker kids uh, are going to think about the environment of the church very differently than, than other people are. But certainly we know that uh, the way in which people 
uh, feel about that environment can have an impact on their attention. So for example, 72% of active LCMS young adults agreed there was a person in the church who was safe to talk with. Uh, certainly the most, uh, the highest number that we saw, right? Active LCMS were more likely to report feeling uh, less likely to report feeling judged by the church and most likely to say the church was looking out for their best interest. And so while environment can be hard to quantify, we can see the impact of having people that they can have safe conversations with when they have questions or doubt or crisis, or uh, that they believe the church uh, was was looking out for them and that environment was welcoming to them, it really does have an impact on uh, whether or not they stay in the church. Right. I think it was interesting to see that, how that played out, that young adults would, re- would really report those crisis situations where often the times when the faith and the community uh, were deepened or sometimes lost. Um, and so it really kind of wanted, was one of those things to where, you know, we talk about this being uh, baptized people who love one another and those crises were this opportunity for that love to be shown. And we can probably think about that in our life about, again, those key adults, whether it was our parents, uh, church workers, lay people who took the extra time to reach out to us in those times when crisis was happening. Um, and, and really a congregation and home environment can be prepared for that. Um, you know, there's sometimes difficult conversations that go into that, but we know in our sinful world, those crises are going to happen and the gospel is able to speak into those times. And so an environment of warmth, authenticity, and grace helps those young people to navigate those difficult times because we can prepare them. They will come at some phase in life. Um, and so when we again have the God's word, his counsel with us, enables to fortify them and prepare them for that and to have those relationships to walk alongside them. And we certainly saw in stories uh, in the short uh, answer questions that we saw in this research, young people who said, I had a crisis and I felt okay bringing it to church, bringing it to a leader. I was able to talk with them. They took the time to dig into God's word, to pray with me, to use that as an opportunity uh, to point you back to Jesus, um, to to encourage me, to walk with me through that difficult time. And in the same way, we saw places that said, hey, I had a crisis and the church just turned its back, didn't want to talk about it, or even uh, actively said, we don't want you to, to be here because you're in the middle of crisis. And so uh, we really want to encourage congregations to think about how uh, young people might feel as they're going through that crisis, would they feel um, open and willing to kind of step into that situation or step into your church, to step into your youth group or your adult ministry um, and and be there even if they're in crisis? Or is there going to be a situation where that environment pushes them away? Yeah. And one of the things we can do is uh, is do trainings like mental health first aid. Right. Um, or to have names of trusted counselors to be open to difficult conversations. Those are all ways that we can help increase that uh, that environment of warmth um, and of grace in those difficult times. Yeah, I think of those stories. I mean, that they were kind of I don't know if this is a simple way to think about it, but like some were kind of external ones. So, you know, tra- tragedies like loss of parents, something like that, that happened to them. And then like you was talking about the questions and sometimes it was a little bit more of internal. It was, it was a crisis of faith. <laughs> Also, now, how do I understand this situation I've been brought into in a relationship? Where is Jesus in the middle of this? And so it's those kind of both ways that we listen to and respond to and care for our young people when those times happen. And then we have to talk a little bit about the environment that parents create at home, right? Because we saw that environment being impactful as well. When we go back and listen to our episode uh, that talked more extensively about parents, uh, we saw that... uh, those that remained active in the faith were far more likely to report that they could talk to a parent about issues of faith, 
questions and doubt. Uh, that environment of honesty and openness allows for them to address their concerns openly and then go to God's word for answers. So when parents are open to those tough conversations, when the environment in their household is one that says, hey, tough things are going to happen, you're going to sin, <laughs> you're going to fall short, and we're going to be here um, and we're going to work through it. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be open to those places where uh, there's brokenness in life and in faith. Uh, young people were more likely to stay connected to the church. Absolutely. And in this environment, too, we've talked about transition. Um, this environment of support can have a lasting impression for young people as they face those important transitions that maybe those are ones we can't actually plan for. So life after high school, into college, career, military service. And as they have found new freedom and responsibilities, they create new relationships, they gain new information. The church and home can be a warm place where they can direct their questions and concerns and find connections. And that may even be they're trying to maybe now spread their wings a little bit, find a new home environment as they've moved away is that still the home church can be an important place for them to still connect and care for. Just because they graduated from high school, they haven't graduated from church. And so how do we facilitate that transition in that caring uh, spot? Another another thing too that we kind of came out interesting, and this was after we had done the research and kind of started talking about it a little bit, was some feedback that we got back from some planners uh, or some uh, some youth ministry practitioners. And, and this was a way that that environment can be extended to young people uh, with whom maybe the church or church workers have lost contact, or maybe these young people are on the fringe. And to have this challenge to reach out to them and to make that connection, um, reaching back out might be easier than it sounds. Um, but we had several youth leaders who report reaching out to youth with whom they still had some connections after looking at this research. Um, these attempts to reach out were widely positive and helped reconnect and open back up doors into the lives of these young people. Um, so I'm just an encouragement to not be afraid to reach out to those we no longer see in church. Um, uh, we do these actions because we care for these young people. And the church has the opportunity to show Christ's care uh, for those who are baptized and those who have been in the church community. Um, and this may mean that we have to hear hard questions or maybe even critiques, but this is a time to listen well and speak, God, God, speak God's love to them. So you can use these interactions for a good way, in, in a way that we can't even imagine that God will use them um, and to do things beyond what we even hoped for. It is amazing to me that one of the things we found was that um, those that were uh, identifying as LCMS but but weren't necessarily attending or those who had left the church were certainly more more likely to say that if they walked into church, they were going to feel like they were judged. And, right. um, and I think even just thinking about how is that going to feel when that young person walks into either walks back in the door for the first time in six months, a year, two years, five years. Um, what is that going to feel like for them? How do we help that environment be one where they know that they're welcome and welcomes back? Um, or when we have, like you just said, students who are transitioning to a new place, if they're transitioning, if you have a college nearby, a university nearby, how does that feel when that young person walks into the door? Um, and, and how does that feel for them as they uh, try to navigate a new worship space or a new congregation for the first time? I, absolutely. I think like that, probably one thing to think in my mind is to think that the default reaction may be, I'm going to feel judged if I walk back into those doors. And so to get them to re-engage, there needs to be an invitation. And so when that warmth can be extended that way, can be a, a key way the grace of God can be shown to them. 
And so some things to keep in mind as you're starting that re-engagement process, if you're trying to be deliberate about that, we so appreciate that we've heard from people that they're they're re-engaging in a new and different way because they, they've looked through this research, uh, that many young people have already connected to another church body, right? So if they've left the LCMS, but perhaps they've connected to another church body, and if they have, to be open to the conversations about what what that means for them, what does that new church believe, how is it different? Uh, listen well, ask good questions. Um, these conversations can help identify what it is that led that young person to disconnection, particularly from their congregation, from the LCMS. And those answers can help you think about what's the next step to take in that relationship and in that conversation. Certainly, we want to speak biblical truth. We want young people to 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 know God's word. Uh, but often, uh, those transitions out of the LCMS um, were for very specific reasons that uh, they just want to have a conversation about, or maybe it's about something much different than you expected. Um, and those conversations can be ones that help reconnect them back to their LCMS home congregation. Absolutely. Because like you said, some young people have connected in relationship with young people in new churches. So through workplace, through college, whatever it might be, um, it, we kind of saw that, especially in those who maybe connected with non-denominational churches that have very active young adult ministries, um, is that it was a relational connection. So just keeping that relationship where you can speak God's truth and love into their lives and experiences is a good starting point to re-engage that. It's maybe, again, as they look through other transitions of their life or looking for a church home, um, that they might uh, reconnect with an LCMS congregation. But again, we, we thank God that they're in Christian community, um, that they're being fed by God's word, and that they have those great, healthy relationships, too. So mm-hmm. we're thankful for that. So what questions do you think we still need to be asking even after this research, after these podcasts, after a book, after all this stuff? What questions? Are there any left under so a many. rock in all of them? <laughs> I was so uh, I felt when we were designing this research, I mean, initially designed it two parts and ended up being three parts. It spanned <laughs> over several years. Um, uh, we analyzed for years as we wrote the book. Um, and uh, I, having never done a research project of this scope, expected us to have far more answers um, and less questions. And I feel like we walk away with even more questions, more answers, certainly, but yeah, also yeah, more yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, I, I do think uh, we still, we can look at, and, and you can certainly see how it informed our seven practices of healthy youth ministry. So certainly we know a lot more about what it is that is healthy youth ministry and how we can better retain young people in the church. But I do think that there are certainly environments, one of them, how do you create that environment? That is still a big question for me. I also think that there are um, people who left the church that we didn't hear from, um, that we certainly uh, wish we could hear from. There's some different subsects that I really feel like we could we heard more from um, or better understood what it was that they were trying to say to us. Uh, Mark, what, what questions do you hear that still need to get asked? Yeah, I'm with you. Like even saying it, going through this uh, podcast, and when we say the year 2017, it's like, man, that was three years ago. <laughs> I think we seem like we've uncovered a lot of those questions and certainly had those discussions, but, um, but it still continues to bring fruit in that way. I think you touched on one. I mean, it's that thing of trying to, um, um, I think resource congregations to get down to how do you practically uh, be in God's word and provide that insight and vision for what that environment looks like. And I think 
there definitely are some keys when we talk about healthy congregations, caring for the members of the body of Christ that uh, we can capitalize on. There's already some great resources that are out there, but I think that's a question for us. I think when we talk about youth ministry and Gen Z, with all the information that's at their fingertips, all the opportunities that they have, and how do we invest into that culture um, and help them understand how um, being baptized, being shaped by Jesus, um, they live out their vocational life. I think the other thing, too, with that transition thing is, um, you know, how can the home church, how can we as a synod, church body, LCMS districts, um, how can we understand that network of who we are as the body of Christ to facilitate those relationships when young people do leave the home church, whether that's right at high school graduation, whether that's uh, later after they go into career, if they stay close home for college or, or if they go off to military service, whatever it might be, is that I think um, we used to have that built into our culture a little bit more as a church body. Maybe when life was a little bit more simpler, um, some other things happened. And like, how can we re-engage that because we love our young people? <laughs> Um, and we want them to be in the church. It's not about um, turf. It's not about credit. It's nothing like that. But because we love our love love our young people and we want them to know Jesus and for a lifetime, um, how do we humbly come together and have that conversation? How do we best do that? Where's the best interest to make that happen and can keep young people connected? I think is where some of my questions is. And I, I don't think the I don't think the research told us that. It just showed us where we have this glaring place where we lose our young people post high school graduation. So what do we do about it? Yeah, I think one more question that that keeps coming up uh, for me is um, how are we um, teaching our young people well, right? So I think you hit that, like when they have information at their fingertips, how are we teaching them what we believe well and in a way that they feel like they can stand resiliently in that identity of Christ and their baptismal identity? Um, how? What are the pieces that make that happen? Yeah. <laughs> what are the pieces that hurt that? Um but also there are certainly uh, places in the research where we see an undercurrent of um, young people learning things without necessarily somebody directly teaching it to them, Um, catching on to things that the church thinks or believes culturally or things that we do that we don't really talk about. Um, and I do think that plays a lot into that environmental factor. Like, what are the things you're teaching without trying to teach them? Um, are you teaching them not to ask questions? Maybe it's because not because you've told them don't ask questions, but just in the way that we approach um, education or teaching about scripture. Um, so I'd love to I'd love to dive deeper into some of these kind of subtext things that we we teach our young people without necessarily teaching them, because I think it could tell us a lot more about why some people maybe feel uh, like they need to leave the church or go to a different church body or leave the church altogether. Um, even when we feel like we've done all the right things yeah. <laughs> right on the outside, it looks like maybe we've done all the right things. So like, what is that subtext? That's good. I don't know how we do that. And that's research for somebody else. I hope um, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens next. Uh, so what are the biggest encouragements for youth leaders in light of this research, Mark? Yeah, well, well, I think you kind of sort of touch on one there. I think a little bit about, I just loved um, hearing the stories of what an invested um, parent and uh, church worker, pastor, DCE teacher, uh, and also lay people, what, how God would use the beauty of those relationships and that love and the life of a young person. 
Um, I sometimes often wonder when we'd hear those stories and say, I wonder if, I wonder if the adult even knows <laughs> that, that they made that impact in the life of that young person. And maybe there are still that conversations that happen, but I, I, I just sometimes wonder, like, I wish we could tell every story or wish we just could give those encouraged encouragement to all these faithful people who invest in young people and, and to see um, how have take heart, have patience. You may not see immediate effects, uh, but the Holy Spirit works through that planting and that watering and that, that toiling in the soil of a life of a young person to where they have a beautiful relationship with Jesus. And it might take longer than we want. Um, I can speak for my own self, you know, went through those rocky years, of pat, uh, patchy years um, in my relationship with the church. Um, and yet here I am by God's grace um, I'm in the church. So I think it's kind of like that encouragement to say your, your investment makes a difference and you may not see it, you may not know it, but it does. And that's where I think that broadness of a study like we did, you get to see that. And that is a beautiful, humbling thing um, in the life of the church. It is. And a good encouragement that if you had a, an adult leader or the pastor or church worker, just an adult that, that cared for you uh, in your adolescent years that had that impact in your faith life, find them on, yeah. <laughs> on Facebook and tell them. Tell them. Right? <laughs> go back, go back, write them a letter if you can track them down. Um, those are, that's such a, an encouragement. Um, yeah, I um, am constantly amazed as we go through this research um, that despite um, maybe many problems, despite uh, us hardly ever doing all right, God continues to work um, in and through those young people and in and through uh, the youth leaders and the church workers involved in those things. Uh, and we talk to young people in the LCMS and often, you know, in congregations, it can feel like we don't have any young people. Um, there's no hope. <laughs> it can yeah. feel very frustrating and hopeless, uh, certainly would say there are thousands and thousands of uh, young people in our church body who love Jesus, who feel passionately about their church, who want to see their church um, succeed and be healthy and grow uh, and share the gospel and share God's word with other people um, who are who have the Holy Spirit working in and through them. Uh, and so I uh, in those days where you're like, I just can't see them here. Maybe you're not seeing them here. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, that's, it's a, it's a push for us. It's a fire for us to continue to do better uh, through God's grace, but also uh, be reminded that even in this study, we saw thousands of young people who, who love Jesus, who love the church, who uh, have grown up in the LCMS and continue to be passionate about their church body. And so, um, that they're out there <laughs> they're, um, and God's working in and through them. And so we can, we can be confident in that. So next week, we're going to move on to another research project, uh, our 2019 youth and young adult polls from the LCMS youth gathering. Uh, the youth poll has been taken by young people at the gathering for over 30 years. And so it is very different in terms of research because it's really giving us a longitudinal research look at when it comes to young people in our church. So we look forward to kind of diving into that research with you uh, in the next episode. Uh, but some closing questions to think about. How would you describe the environment of your church or your youth ministry? And what does this tell you about where you might be able to grow healthier ministry? Now, the questions are, how are you deliberately reaching out to youth and young adults who are on the margins or who are at risk of leaving your church? 
And finally, what are some next steps you can consider for your youth ministry after listening to our research? We continue to keep you in our prayers as you create an environment that helps young people to talk about difficult issues in crisis uh, and to point them back to God's word. Uh, to work on changing the environment uh, can be so difficult and it's a long-term work. It's not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but God will work in and through you um, and it will uh have a powerful impact on the young people who God has entrusted uh, to your care, and it is well worth it. Uh, we uh, encourage you and we'll be praying for you as you reach back out to those young adults uh, that that opportunity to reach out to them might bear some really good fruit in relationship with them. And we hope the research is helpful to inform your healthy youth ministry as their end goal of caring uh, for young people as disciples of Jesus Christ for life. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.